we said last week that uh, pretty much we were going to start the, this pod and well, not start this pod. We're going to have the whole pod just dead silence, dead air, because I mean, nothing happened this weekend really in MMA. So there's not much for us to talk about. But uh, yeah, I mean, I think we just kind of have to take it for what it is and just you guys are going to have to sit with us for an hour or so. Sorry, guys. Yeah. You got Hamzat, dude. You got Gilbert Burns who's fighting him. Like, honestly, people aren't talking about that enough. Probably one of the most anticipated. Hey, uh, Jim. Hey, uh, um, hey, I, uh, I don't think we're going to need the close-ups for this one. Well, you can get the, you can get the close-ups. But, uh, I don't think we really need them. I mean, you, you see, you just put it on Tiz and Tiz wasn't even talking. Get out. Well, now you're talking. Get lost. So without further ado, I say we get to this episode of the Hurt Handbook. Uh, me and Tiz were at a loss for words there in the beginning because there were no fights to cover. And, you know, you're probably thinking, why am I here right now? Why should I be watching? But me and Tiz do have a pretty good idea for what we're going to do for this video. And uh, Tiz, it was your, your idea, so I'm going to let you say what, what it was. So we are going to be going through some, uh, some MMA Reddit today. Uh, I'm like... Reddit, I think it's just like a very like you know, it I think it stands out. People. Yeah, it sta- <laughs> I think it stands out with like the old, like social media ads and stuff in terms of like just like interaction and like you know news and all of that and how you can get all of that. So, uh, yeah, we pulled up the we got the UFC subreddit, MMA subreddit, and we're just gonna we definitely see found it. some good pieces, of some some memes, sure. some talking points, all of that good stuff. I'm gonna start this off with a stat that MMA fans need to know: Dan Hooker has one win at heavyweight, and John Jones has zero. Just let that sink in. What do you think of that, Tiz? Like when you when you hear that fun fact out loud, the fact that Dan Hooker just fought at featherweight, by the way, one forty five. This man has a win at heavyweight so, and Don Jones doesn't. I need to like I need to be enlightened a little bit more on oh. this because this is when I because when I originally probably like uh for you that obviously had didn't know about that prior like you said are you are you sure about that you said Dan Hooker oh, like, yeah. Dan at heavyweight Hooker. like no Dude. I was thinking the same thing but when Dan Hooker fought two hundred and eighty two pound opponent under Pride rules. Oh, man. <laughs> this is going to be... That's unbelievable. I should have done the due diligence and read this article beforehand, but honestly, the fact on its own was just crazy to me. He was 92 pounds lighter. They fought under pride rules, obviously. If you guys don't know what that means, if you're newer fans, like that, just know the UFC. Pride was pretty much a promotion that was around like in the early 2000s, and uh, they were pretty much like right on par with the UFC, I'd say. like They were big like pretty much everywhere around the world. And the difference between Pride rules and UFC rules is in Pride, you could do soccer kicks, which is pretty much kicks to the head of a grounded opponent. You could do knees to the head of a grounded opponent. So Piotr Jan really would have loved that for his fight. But uh, (laughs) yeah, so pretty much, God, he fought him with Pride rules. (laughs) There's a video, dude. That's crazy. Oh, heavyweight from my gym was fighting in the main event against that guy on the weekend, but he actually broke his hand at the last minute, three days out from the fight. My coach came storming in and he was upset. He lost his main event and I said, look, how much does the guy weigh? He can't be that big. 120, 120, 130 kilos came the response and obviously we saw two, he was 92 pounds heavier, 282 pound guy. That's unbelievable. And he fought him and he won and he beat him. 
And now, currently, because of it, he has more heavyweight wins than John Jones. Now, I figured the reason <laughs> why another reason why I wanted to talk about this is because where like when do you think John Jones is gonna fight man at heavyweight? Like I I can't imagine he's gonna go back to light heavyweight. He already said he's not gonna. So, uh, like man, um. We're at I guess like a he's, weird impasse in that I think division. he's probably just waiting for like, you know, what's going on with Nganu and I guess like everything up top to like kind of, you know, stabilize and, you know, settle a little bit. Because, uh, I mean... Yeah, I mean... The Francis, obviously, the Francis like situation and all that, like that is huge, cause, you know, considering like whether or not like we're going to keep having an interim belt yeah. at heavyweight or, you know... For the second year in a row, it would be... Francis is going to be fighting again regularly but see but the other thing that i thought of that like for some reason like isn't like a topic of conversation anymore i feel like it is when people say like john jones and his money like remember the whole start of this yeah it was because john jones wanted more money and so like people are saying oh yeah well he should he's gonna probably fight in the fall he's gonna fight in the summer but like who's to say that that's not going to be an issue this time too like, did they figure that out, you think? I don't, I don't think so. It's weird. Because John's, like, been... talking on Twitter. He's like, yeah, I'm going to be fighting, getting my belt in the When it fall, comes like... to, like, you know, yeah, like, when it comes to, especially with financial stuff, like this and whatnot, and numbers and money and all that being talked, contracts, obviously, like, it, t- yeah, it takes some time. Especially when you have someone like John Jones, who obviously, like, probably feels like, you know, he doesn't, like, he doesn't even need to do this anymore. Like, how yeah, many times has a dude, has a dude just gone to you know or whatever and he's just he's either teased like a retirement or whatever something of the sorts or got arrested a couple other times that were completely different but i don't know i mean i think that it could have gotten a little better since then because he doesn't seem because usually he was pretty open about it like on twitter and stuff like he would always be talking about it but I don't know. I mean, I hope that he's over the money thing, honestly. I hope that they, what it is, I hope that they decided to pay him. I hope so, too. Because he does deserve... Like, his argument, the fact that he could argue that he's the GOAT of the sport and he's getting paid, like, not as much as other people are who technically don't have the same, like, legacies as him. I just think that he does deserve, like, more money. Maybe not, like, what he was saying, like, what, like, $50 million at one point? Maybe not that. Yeah, like, I get that this, this isn't boxing, but... You know, to the fact that John Jones wasn't already like probably getting paid like ten, twenty million on its own. Like, he's one of the biggest stars of the sport in my opinion. So like, I don't see why you just wouldn't pay that guy. Hopefully they do honestly at some point. But yeah, I mean, speaking of divisions with some like stagnation now at the top, it just kind of came out that Figueredo, he has um he has a problem with his hands, and so because of that, people are saying what would happen if Kai Kara France and Brandon Moreno possibly fight for the interim belt. I think it'd be fireworks. Right? Like that dude, we were talking about this last week and like literally now it might have just been solved accidentally. I mean obviously hope Figgy heals up and stuff, but I mean this injury That would probably be one of the most explosive flyweight bats like we you will ever see. It was honestly. definitely a coincidence of uh some sort, but <laughs> that's definitely crazy. I mean like, I just feel like over Do you see his hands though, dude? Like, he was showing his fingers. I don't I remember if it was to Ariel or if it was someone else. I think I saw it on MMA fighting. That's like why I think it might have been. But he was like holding them up to the camera. He kinda looked like AJ Hawk. <laughs> just like his fingers are just like all demented. He's like, Yeah, I can't fight. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, Oh, your middle finger is pointing to that direction. So yeah, I can understand. No, nah, literally all it looked like, it was like really swollen like around his like joints and stuff it was really weird but yeah i mean hopefully think, he yeah. heals up but 
I thought that that was like pretty genius and I like, think it makes too much sense honestly it's, yeah like it's it's, it's weird sometimes how the UFC like it'll like things like that will happen like certain guys will get shots at certain opportunities because of like injuries like look at Ally Quinta fighting Khabib on literally one day's notice for the title after like Tony Ferguson Max Holloway like all these people couldn't do it at the last second but yeah, I think that that fight would be great. I mean, if he's not going to be returning to the fall, and these guys both are ready for the summer, why not? I mean, then Figgy gets a full training camp for whoever the interim champion is at that point. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But uh, from there, I'm I'm really excited to have this uh, this debate. So I think I saw this on the RMMA thread, not the UFC one, but I could be wrong. But an intergender. MMA fight between Kai Car France and Gabby Garcia. Now, for anybody who doesn't know, Gabby Garcia is a uh, really good grappler, and she has had MMA fights, albeit against like janitors. <laughs> but uh, she is six foot two, two hundred nine pounds, according to Google. Let's see if she's on topology, because I'll trust that first. She might not be though. She's on sure dog. Yeah, that says two hundred nine pounds too though. So obviously Kai Car France, we just talked about him. Flyweight, five foot four, hundred weighs in at one hundred and twenty five pounds. Usually, I would imagine he weighs more, but I can't imagine that he weighs two hundred nine pounds. <laughs> and so, I'm gonna ask you. I mean, before I give my take, what what would you think is gonna happen if these guys, if these two fought? Uh, gosh, <laughs> I re- I have no I have no idea what to even make of it. Honestly, Uh just, I, like, there's, there's some discrepancies. I don't because I don't want to like you know I don't want to disres- I don't want to come off as like disrespectful to like you know Gabby Garcia and like you know her ability oh, okay. as a okay. you know as a mixed martial artist and all of that. It would be a big step up in competition. I mean, I hope I can let's see if on Sure Dog I can like click on some of the people who she's fought. There was one I saw it on like Joe Rogan. There was one lady that she fought and like. So I'm already I'm out. already looking at this history is and this lat dollar. The last fight, that, that I mean, I don't know if it's their actual last fight. The last fight they have for her. She fought a woman who was 55 years old at 171 pounds. Oh my and she knocked her out. I remember this. They were talking about it on Joe Rogan. They literally showed the video. Bro, this poor woman is in the... Look at how, like... God, man. I'll literally put a picture of it in the thing. I just can't believe... She's 5-5. Five and five, One of those losses, obviously, being a TKO loss to Gabby Garcia, who is... Uh, what is that? Eight inches taller than her and weighs pr- approximately like forty pounds more. That's how is this even sanctioned? <laughs> what is going on? Where this what? was in? Seriously, no, like what? this is in Ryzen. That's messed up, bro. <laughs> Who sanctioned this fight, dude? They put like a like this poor fifty-five-year-old. Well, I'm sure she knows how to fight. I'm not trying to disrespect her, but I mean, look at dude. 41 seconds. 41 seconds in. <laughs> like, God. Man. I don't know. I mean, you sounded like you were saying, oh, I don't want to be disrespectful to Gabby Garcia. I mean, I don't want to be disrespectful to Kai Car France, but I don't know. <laughs> this is the close. <laughs> She's a trained fighter. That's the thing. Like, it's not like she doesn't know how to fight. Like, She's 6-0 in MMA, albeit against exactly. you know, me that's, and you. And that's what I didn't want to come off as, like, you know, what I was saying. Yeah, we'll However, like, you, you just said it. Like, the step off in competition is one thing. And then if you go back to this fight history... Yeah, 100%. Um, 
Every like, time I don't know if like is you know, how updated this is or not, but I see her the last her last photo. I don't think she's fought in a while 20. though, so yeah. I mean she's focused on grabbing I mean, Craig Jones has been calling so her out. <laughs> That's another match. That, that's, that's what made that's me like put this in, honestly, because I thought of that and I was like, okay, this is a good debate. Because <laughs> I mean, if people are talking about it, we're not. This is a, this is a good one. I that, mean, yeah. I don't know. I mean, take take our I predictions. Just, as I don't know. Will. I guess I'd have to like. I guess I'd have to you know um, educate myself a little more on Gabby Garcia. Watch I a mean, little film and here, all that. I mean, <laughs> she is truly like a specimen. Like it's unbelievable. She's jacked. Dude. I mean, oh, look Jesus. at that. What? That's incredible, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Tiz, I don't think Tiz has ever seen Gabby Garcia. Now nah, I'm thinking about oh it. God, yeah, you need bro. to put something in here. What the yeah. hell? No, nah, I did not see y'all. A lot of people ask about this. USADA with her, but I mean, hey, I mean, under the USADA rule set, maybe, uh, <laughs> maybe Kai Car France might win. No, nah, she's like, this is incredible. Like, her versus Craig Jones literally is not, like, unfair in grappling, like, in terms of actual, like, height and weight. This is. That... <laughs> So, so, official prediction, five-round UFC main event, UFC 300, Kai Car France versus Gabby Garcia. Who wins? How? What round? Right here, right now. I know I'm putting you on the spot. <laughs> what What weight class is this happening at? Oh, dude, open weight. Oh, oh so okay. So, Kai Car France is probably, I'm going to say he's like 150-something pounds, and then <sighs> Gabby Garcia is 210. Ah, oh, man. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if, I don't know if Kai... I don't, Kai Kairafans would really have to channel his inner uh, Dan Hooker then. To, oh my god. Because. <laughs> oh my uh, god. <laughs> Jesus. If this guy, like, because what I, from what I just saw, the pictures I just saw, like. It's a, bit, that's it's a big mismatch. Like, it's a know, big mismatch. I might have to, I might have to tell someone this to make a like, Photoshop from, thing like, of this not poster. Even, <laughs> not even seeing her, like, like, actual ability in the, you know, in the. In a cage or an octagon and all that. If she gets him to the ground, this might be a long night for Kai Kara France. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hands down. Especially when you already have Kai Kara France, who's like so do not you think as ground-oriented already as he is. Do you think she'd submit him, or do you think it'd be like a TKO? Be submission. You think it'd be a submission I by Gabby Garcia? Out. No, hell no. See, I'm... She's ridiculously jacked, but I just don't see a, prof- you know, a, UFC, a male UFC fighter... <laughs> Knocked out. I'm gonna go Kai Car France by first round knockout. Book it. <laughs> Book it. That's it. That's straight to the straight to Vegas. Point, I'm going in. If we ever have to talk about it on the Hurt Sports Book, we don't have to talk about it because I just said my prediction right here. <laughs> I got Kai Car France Thanks. first round knockout. You know, I might have been disrespecting him a little bit at the beginning of this, but first round knockout. <laughs> Kai Car let's, let's be. Let's do this. And uh, you know, I think if he does this, that'll lead us perfectly into our next topic. I think you could argue that Kai Car France would be fighter of the year. Oh yeah. <laughs> Actually no, let me scratch fighter. that. I think Gabby Garcia <laughs> would be fighter of the year if she knocked out Kai Car France because, <laughs> you know, like if think about it from like actual society, like a man beating up a woman is not good. But like if if a girl and Gabby Garcia were able to beat up a UFC fighter who is a man, that's pretty impressive. Like <laughs> I I respect it. So, I mean, I would have her maybe as my fighter of the year, but she's not in the UFC, and, you know, we're, we're going to go back to reality with this conversation. But, you know, we're in April now, so about, about like a quarter of the way through the year, who would you say you think will end up being fighter of the year at the end of all of it? I mean, I guess to, like, touch on Kai Kara France for a second, that, I mean, the Ask Our Ask Girl of, um, win was alone is, like, massive. So that's a huge step to his case now if he has to 
Then you got Cody Garbrandt before that too. Yeah, which was was that also this year? That was, or that might have been the tail end of last year. Yeah, it was uh, last year. Yeah, UFC two sixty nine. That's what it was, but yeah, and he might fight for. But exactly, depending on what happens with that, like I don't know if he has to jump to another hoop, you know, another fight and win another fight and then get. A title shot and him and Moreno, man, that's a good fight. Like that's a, such a and good then fight. yeah, he puts on a banger or just straight up dominates Brandon Moreno and becomes champion. Like interim champion, he says, "Nah, I want the money fight. I want Gabby Garcia open <laughs> weight." <laughs> literally though, I think like he. I agree with you. Like I think if he were was able to pull those wins off, I think you could argue that he could be fighter of the year just because like. Going into the year, you didn't really have those ex- – well, they were there, but, like, it wasn't imminent. You get what I mean? Yeah. Like, if Kai Kara France were to lose his next fight, like, in, in, which would have been the start of 2022, I, like, you know, we wouldn't have been talking about, like, title picture right now because he would have been on a rocky road. But, like, his confidence now seems at, like, an all-time high. And, yeah, I, I would just love to see him win that, win fighter of the year, honestly. Yeah. Maybe – Dude, we'll have like an award show at the end of the year, the Hurt Handbook Awards. Oh my God, by that point, man, we'll be... <laughs> People will care. I mean, Kai Car France will come on the show to get his trophy, you know. But, <laughs> but I mean, besides him, I don't know if Usman would because uh, he's not going to be fighting until like summer at least. I think a heavyweight has a good chance of um, winning it. Maybe like, I don't know if maybe like... Tom Aspinall fights again, or Taito Iwasa. Curtis Blades, Curtis even. Blades, yep. Um, the crazy thing is, like, it's still so early in the year. Who was it that... Well, I'm, I'm blanking now. I know, because he, he called out Taito Iwasa after he won uh, just, uh, a, just a few weeks ago. And it wasn't Aspinall? Right yeah, no, it wasn't Aspinall. I can't think of it. Who did that be? I think Maybe, it was uh, Would it be, um, what's his name? Pavlovich? Did he call out Taito Iwasa by chance? I don't think no, he did. Not, okay, yeah, it's Asp- yeah. it's Aspinall then. Maybe, there you go. Yeah, I mean that's we've talked about that. Obviously, that's a fight I want to see. I think either of those, even like you said, Taito Ivasa, like he's had like a good year so far. I mean, I could definitely see him pulling away with it. I mean, Curtis Blades would be an awesome, an awesome uh, pick for that too. I think that would be like super well deserved. I think if him. he ends up with the belt somehow by the end of the year, I think you can give it to him. Yeah, because I mean. Going into this fight, I figured that if he were to beat Chris Dawkins, like it wouldn't be in the striking, and I I didn't I didn't think that Chris Dawkins was like the most like technical striker out there, but I figured like his hands were so fast that like it wouldn't have it wouldn't have been close or it would have been closer I should say on the feet, mm-hmm. and then like I don't know I just think that Chris Dawkins like he's still got time to go I mean man we went from flyweight to heavyweight in one sentence by the way. <laughs> I, that's why I was just getting losing my train of thought that's, that's kind of incredible by the way that's just that's the versatility we get here on the herd handbook indeed <laughs> indeed I'm like I was by the way I know we're getting off like subject but obviously like you know we're literally just shooting the shit here like I was so excited for this episode coming in just because like we're going to just be talking about the most random things like, I love it. Like, and even, like, scrolling yeah, through Yeah, right? So, exactly. So, it's not even really, like, you know, our thoughts and what, like, that we're, like, producing straight from Arthur. Like, we're going to Reddit, and we're going to a whole entire community. I should have read some of the comments of the uh, Kai Car France and Gabby Garcia thing. I didn't read any of that. Because <laughs> I, I figured, I didn't want it to, you know, you know me. I always say this, dude. I wa- always want my fight predictions to be straight down the middle unbiased and you know if i'm looking at the comments i might get a bias you know if someone brings up a point that like i you know i want to think of it from my own perspective 
And I think yeah. that's why you know, yeah, Kai exactly. Kaufman is my first round knockout. And as you were saying, I think he'll be fighter of the year. This has really been a big Kai Car France show. I hope he he knows how much love <laughs> we're showing him in this one at some point. He's awesome, dude. No, nah, he's great. I mean, <laughs> we're think about it. We're talking about him fighting a 6'2", 309-pound person. Yep. 309-pound woman. 209-pound woman. God, 309. That's... <laughs> All right. I think we should just get past this. I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna not, I'm not gonna be able to contain myself at all if we keep talking about this. 300. I say, um... We get to maybe the most interesting conversation. It's like not a rare conversation, but I think like since we have an MMA podcast, it'd be good for people to know what we think of this debate. But the GOAT debate, you know, greatest of all time in MMA. I mean, there's a lot of things that could be factored in with that. And people have their reasons for thinking that someone is or isn't, whether that be PDs, off or out of the cage things that like things ruin their legacy. But uh, honestly, like... I didn't come up with like a huge list, but I came up with like my top few. So I guess I'll start off. But number one, uh, I have GSP. You know, I think he's overall either 26 or 27 and two. He's fought killers, like killer after killer. Like I'm going to literally like look up GSP's topology real quick. God damn it. <laughs> I keep messing that up. George St. Pierre, like literally. This dude, and even like his last fight, which was in what, 2017, going up in weight after a few years being gone and fighting Bisping for the belt immediately and winning like it, impressively. It's, it's crazy, dude. Like, look at this. You don't even have to go too far back. Like, we got, let's see, he lost to Matt Sarah. The bounce back. That was his and last then, yeah, And then the bounce back against Matt Sarah, too. Yeah, well. Because I think. He didn't take him seriously in yeah. the first fight. That's what it was. And then obviously he learned his lesson. I mean, he wins, he beats Josh Koscheck. Beats Matt Hughes, beats Matt Sarah again, or not again, but fights him again and beats him, wins the title. Then win over John Fitch, win over BJ Penn, win over Tiago Alves, Dan Hardy, Josh Koscheck again, which is one of my favorite fights because he jabbed his face off. Uh, Jake Shields, Carlos Condit, Nick Diaz, Johnny Hendricks is a little arguable. I, mean, <laughs> I personally didn't. I mean, I don't think anyone really scored that for GSP, but it's a win nonetheless. And honestly, the fact that it was close enough for him to win it is still impressive. You know what I mean? Uh And then obviously the rear naked choke that we were just talking about with Bisping. But then number two after him, I got John Jones. Similar reason, just because, like, he's fought all these killers. I mean, Shogun, he beat for the belt. Rampage. uh, Then it was, what, was it Vitor Rashad? I, I, I know who he fought, but I don't remember the exact order. But he fought Rashad, I know. Then Vitor, what was it, then Gustafson. Cormier twice and like people want to discount the second victory because of uh the steroids but like steroids isn't like that's not going to be the reason why he landed a head kick like you know what I mean like yeah he might have more power but in terms of the actual technique like you could literally watch that fight and you see that that finish was brought on by technique alone because he was kicking him to the body early first round and he just like he was clearly trying to like get him thinking about that and then eventually he put his arm down he got him with the head kick like it was just a sneaky move and john jones is a veteran i think what uh i think what some people like obviously like i get what those those people are like trying to like you know get at and whatnot yeah but i think with uh with them for them because obviously you just said like you know that 
Whereas steroids are not going to affect, like, you know, a head kick like that with as much, like, technique and precision behind it. The technique, but, like, isn't going to be – like, you could say, like, the physical – like, it affects yeah, athleticism. Exactly. That's what it is. Like, Which you could is, argue that maybe he wouldn't have, like, been able to land it as fast. Like, all right, if that's what you want to say, that's fine. But, like, the, like to watch that fight and not see what John Jones was doing and just then that's what I'm saying. Like, it's so, like, such a high-level thing. Like, he's doing that against DC who's, like, literally number two right behind him at this point. So I just think that John Jones still like deserves like the praise because like at the end of the day he's getting in the cage and fighting these killers. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like steroids. Like me or you could take steroids and I'm not beating Shogun Hua today. Like <laughs> I'm not beating anybody. Even like guys who are washed, bro. Like yeah. I probably I so people need to understand is that MMA is more of more of a mental game than yeah. anything. That too. Yeah, well, me, if I were going against Rampage, I'd be going in there mentally defeated, not mentally <laughs> undefeated like Sugar Sean. But exactly, it literally stems from, like, your walkout into the cage to, like, the fight itself. Like, if you're just, you know, if you're, obviously, like, if you're not nervous, then you're not, you're probably just not even, you're probably not ready. But, yeah, they always say you're either, you're either crazy or you're lying. Mm-hmm. That's what everybody yeah. says. So, that's, you know, that's human, you know, that's, obviously, nothing wrong with being nervous, but... You need to have the confidence at the end of the day. Yeah. There, was this, there was this one Mike Tyson video. I think you should, Yeah, I probably, probably told you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I remember what you're talking The one where he's talking about walking into the ring and yep. like how he gets scared yep. and he gets confident. Oh my. I obviously just butchered that completely, but I the mean, I'm, I'm not going to. He even looks into the eyes and, and sees the chink in the armor. Yeah, that that video is incredible. Honestly, I might put like a link to that yeah. in the description just because like it's you worth seeing. You do like seeing. the annotation at the. I'll, that too, yeah. I'm pointing it to it right there. Yeah, but. true. <laughs> true. But, um,. Back to the GOAT talk, though, we kind of strayed from it. I mean, like I said, I have GSP number one, John Jones number two. And I guess for uh, the sake of, like, moving along, I'll keep it at top three just because it's easier. Number three, I have uh, Demetrius Johnson. And honestly, like, he kind of recently kind of catapulted himself into that position for me just because, like, the things that he's doing for the fight game, bro, like, at one championship, I'm impressed, man. Like, this dude is one of the best martial artists, like not even just like MMA, just martial artists in general that I think I've ever seen. It's just incredible. But what's, what if you have like a top three, I don't know if you thought that far in advance, but like what would be uh, your opinion on the GOAT conversation? So I'm going to dissent with you on just one, obviously just to, for the sake of not having the same freaking, you know, top three. Because I agree with, uh, I agree with GSP and, um, who the hell did you just say? I don't know why I'm thinking. I have GSP, and- John Jones, and then Mighty Mouse. Other yeah, people, I will Mighty say Mouse. this, maybe it'll help you get like get your train of thought. One of the other things, like I've had people like uh, Habib was one of them. Ultimately, I had him kind of out because of the people. Like, yeah, he didn't I was fight in- as many guys. Habib is definitely my top, like easily in my top ten. I always get a lot of heat for this. This is like I don't have an exact place. Like I've written it out before, but like it it was a while ago at this point. But I always and I still do. Probably, I would think it would have Conor McGregor in my top ten, just because. I like, don't think that's crazy at all. It just by achievements, like I mean, he he went like steamrolled through one forty five, beat Aldo, who at that point had not lost in a very long time. He beat him in thirteen seconds, and then obviously, like you know, that's when kind of shit hit the fan for him. I mean, he fought Nate the Diaz. The first ever that, double champ. Yeah, exactly. And then he fought Eddie Alvarez coming off a, a loss and a win, which is crazy. That just shows how like much power he has in terms of like negotiations. But sorry, I kind of like overshadowed what you were saying there. So you have um, uh, yeah. So I agree with you on GSP and uh, Mighty Mouse. We're gonna leave those two in there. But for and I for more prefaces, John Jones is still in my top five, like easily. But you know, if we're gonna 
if we're gonna get, you know, we're gonna argue a little bit here, and I'm gonna put them out, which like I can because you know, obviously, if we're gonna it's use debatable. The, if we're gonna use the roids and all of that. No, it's as, like it's been proven. Like you yeah, can, like I like. I don't understand, like, why he keeps trying to say that he's, like, a clean... Like, the, the, that time against DC, like, it was literally proven, wasn't it? Like, he got suspended, all that for it. Like, it yeah. wasn't, like, a, like picograms or whatever he was talking about with the Gustafson fight. And, like, this is coming from someone yeah, who, dude, as a fighter, a, I like John Jones a lot. Exactly, that puts so. it... Because, like, that puts a serious damp on your legacy because we're not... We're and talking, it's all self, We're talking about... Like, it's all from himself, we're though, talking about We're talking about him being one of the GOATs, obviously, but... You know, you take if you take all that out and all that never happens, like maybe yeah. this guy is the under like the undisputed goat right now. And I don't hold the off the or I keep trying to say off the field, but I like I should say out of the cage stuff. Like I don't hold that stuff against him because in my opinion, like you know, obviously him doing those oh, yeah. all the things that he's done is horrible, yeah, no, but like. That doesn't affect that does, that his, doesn't my, his like, fighting yeah, legacy. You know yeah, what I mean? Uh-huh. I, for me, I only take in account to the PED stuff because yeah. that matters. But yeah. You know, you can't say that someone's, like, less of a great athlete because of something they did off, like, the field like athletic, of athletics, I guess. But, yeah, I mean, but who would you substitute John So, Jones for with? me, like, yeah, there's, in, there's, there's probably, like, a hint of bias being, you know, behind this, but it's, like, I think a I genuine, comment. Yeah. I it's sure, it is, it, it's, the, it's the spider, yeah. dude. Anderson Silva. See, but, like, now let me ask you this, though, because this is going to be anybody who knows arguments against you, but... Anderson Silva is the exact same thing as John Jones. He's been popped for steroids way more times, proven. Again, like I don't know, I can't. And plus, he, I think he's kind of not tarnished it, but I think he's kind of degraded it a little bit just by like the rough patches he had at the end of his career, yeah. plus all the steroid things that preceded that. There are they because there are there are a few like you know duds in uh, Andy's um fight history, and then yeah. I see you just brought up as well, but. Um, for me, it's the PED stuff, and that. I just think like, I, just, like, I just I don't know I just think uh, I think Anderson Silver is like one of the trailblazers of like, like that's this also new, true like yeah. you know generation of uh, fighters and all that like the highlight reel finishes yeah, and stuff exactly. like the front kick with Vitor and all that Ch- the triangle over Chael which really just as a big Chael fan that one just bugs me but I mean it doesn't matter Chael didn't tap but, <laughs> <laughs> no but. I mean, I could see that. Another person I had in mind when I was thinking about it was also Henry Cejudo, just because of his achievements yeah, too. Fair. I mean, he beat Mighty Mouse. That's and incredible. A, Olympic gold medal like that that matter that matters as well. Yeah, I I keep too. that in there honestly. Yeah. That that it matters for your mixed martial arts That's legacy. That's pretty major. So yeah, oh. honestly, I I agree. Like. I'm trying to think of other people you could kind of put in there. Although I think you could not like I don't think number this, one, but I think he could be in the list. Like you know what I mean? Yeah. And then another another one of of those guys. I think BJ Penn. Oh, dude, that's I'm very actually really happy you said that because like people and like I was kind of doing it because I didn't think of him in the moment. But BJ Penn, man, people sleep on him so. And much. I just don't. I don't. I don't get why. Like, it's the same thing with Anderson Silva. It's just like you've. You had a couple really bad losses, and he had a lot of yeah. losses in a row. Eric, that's really all it like takes too, right? Like that's that that one just really well, bad loss. Keep it in like keep this in your mind though too. Like he, uh, one of my favorite fights ever is Nick Diaz versus BJ Penn. That was the first loss that started his losing streak. That was in January, I think, of like twenty eleven. Wow. Like, that's over 10 years ago, like, yeah. at this point. And, like, he, there were, he was getting fight after fight, and it was crazy. Like, Yair Rodriguez had that fight against him. It was, like, a bad knockout. Ryan Hall heel hooked him in that one. That was pretty wild, also. I had some tough technical difficulties. My uh, 
camera was at a lower battery percentage than it initially had uh, made clear to me that it was. So we're, so we're uh, right back to, back to the old set yeah. <laughs> once again. So let's, I say we finish this conversation, man. We got only a couple more topics to go anyway, so it obviously isn't too big of a deal. But uh, I guess we'll start with, uh, what was it? Should, oh, this is, a good, this is a good question. Yeah. No, we should keep, we should say you know, the like, one, trust me. This will be a good thing to end on. But um, literally, the first one though that I saw, which was actually a good question that I think about occasionally, but not enough. Should UFC fighters ever be taking like short notice fights? And like, why or why not? So, like, they're real like straight, like forward, like just, you know, completely like frank answer is no, I shouldn't. It's just out of like, you know, uh, just for like, you know, the person and like Having everything. Yeah, definitely important. That, like that puts, that's a lot of like, you know, wear and tear and like toll being put onto your body in like such a short amount of time, like between obviously, you know, training and then the fight itself. But the, and then the other part of me says like, you know, I think it, you know, it should still be like a thing because you never know like which one of these fighters like needs this fight like just needs this opportunity yeah, true. and um whether that be for like moving up or even for money like yeah like, ufc fighters it's not like they're getting paid life-changing money which is again ridiculous but <laughs> yeah it's, I, love when, I love when dana's like response to that is like well you guys don't know anything about the business model but like if like you see people putting out their numbers and like they're making all this money per year and the fighters yeah are getting, exactly like, you like, can Patty see Penn all of them 12 <laughs> and 12 like this is ridiculous bro but we don't. We already. We've talked about fighter pay before, and I'm sure we will again because I'm sure it'll come up at some point. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, I think it's like you said, like it's good or bad depending on like you know what the circumstances are. I think it's good though in the sense that like if you take a short notice fight in the UFC, they're gonna usually reward you for that. Yeah, and that's a, yeah, exactly. Like that's that. another thing too because obviously that person walking into this fight on short notice is like you know not expected to win whatsoever. It's just. More of, like, you know, um, how well, like, they're going to stack up against this person and, like, how can, you know, the UFC, like, the higher-ups use that, like, okay, so you give them a full camp, a full, like, you know, this is who you're fighting and you're preparing for and all that, like, uh, you know, maybe this fight, like, just... Gave him, like, you know, a huge, like, what do you need? Like, win or lose? Like, get, like... You know one interesting thing, though, that I heard, like, about, like, short notice fights? This is from Bisping. He said it, I think, on Rogan or something else, but... He probably said it multiple times, honestly, but... Pretty much, like, the fact that it was a short notice fight helped him get over the nerves of it as it was coming. Because, like, it's such a short time. You're so focused on preparation. You're not thinking about it until, like, right in the locker room, probably, in that moment. And also, I don't think you're... You're, I don't think you're as pressured, like, either. Whereas, like, the guy that, you know, whose who's opponent just stepped yeah, out. Like you said, they're expected exa- exactly. to win. Exactly. They're, like, the huge, you know, they're the huge, exactly. They're expected to win. They're the big, you know, favorite and all that. And we talked about it before, last, uh, last week. Like, they're essentially taking this fight on short notice, too. Obviously, yeah. they had a full, like, And they don't get the credit for that. They're, yeah. They, they, they actually, it's sad because then people will be like, oh, well, the other guy took it on short notice. Like, that's the excuse that mm-hmm. they make for the win, which yeah. I hate. Because that's, like, every guy in the U.S. It's like, what, too, it's like, like what is he supposed to do? Like, oh, he's taking this on short notice. Like, let me just ease yeah. up a little and bit. Then if, and then if he, like, if he um turned down the fight, though, 
then like, yeah, they'd be like, like oh he's, like, he's yeah. they'd be talking about how the guy has like no heart he's like he's cowardly but like you got to think about it like if like i always say this like if let's say the guy's fighting a guy who has like a boxing style and then the guy who's on sh- like comes in on short notice is a wrestler that's a whole nother ball game like different game plan and everything so i think it's it's good and bad like that's the thing but what would what would you lean on? I guess like would you say it's more one way or the other? Or would you say it's, it's not? It's just really depends on how you look on it. Like I just kind of just went over like morally, like no, it's not really right. Like they shouldn't, they probably shouldn't be like this. Not well shouldn't be No coach yeah. is ever gonna tell someone that yeah you should take exactly take these at all exactly like, yeah. Some of them work, some of them don't. That's for sure. Exactly. I and mean, then, one guy who's very known for taking uh short notice opportunities and uh, this is this is the one that we'll end it with obviously because i wanted to show you this i'll just show you uh the actual the actual tweets so i saw this on uh reddit obviously and it was um it was it, was, it said 10 8 felder and it oh, come on my phone's low oh no we're gonna get there i promise gotta make it come on come on come on oh, this is that one percent you know what i'm talking about dude yeah the one percent oh, where, like... where is it where is it where is it uh, Your phone just starts acting all slow. <laughs> go, go, go. <laughs> Bro, look at the screen. Oh, I got it. All right. So, Bilal Muhammad goes, I don't feel like being funny today. Keep scrolling. And Paul Felder goes, today? When did you start? He's <laughs> <laughs> like, yes. From Paul Felder. Paul Felder's been saying what we're thinking, bro, on Twitter. <laughs> he sees all these stupid tweets popping up and on the screen. <laughs> that's like the last person I always expect to hear that from, too. I love it, though. He's just trolling. You know that. <laughs> there was another one. I'll, I today. forgot about this one. This is a Darren Till one. And uh, he posted his... This is an old one, but it's still funny. He got, like, his 25 clean test thing from USADA, as you can see. Oh, and nice. Then he, <laughs> and the guy... One of these idiots behind, like, probably, like, uh, what is it, like, the fi- fake oh, yeah, profile yeah. picture. Like, it's always, it's never anybody who's willing to the put trolls, themselves out there. The trolls, the yeah. trolls. Anyone that has to show off they're clean has a guilty conscience. Dude, it's literally part of your job. Look at me, I'm clean, yay. And then Darren comes back. The only PED i done was the Viagra pill I, I took to absolutely monster your mom, you silly <laughs> little muffin. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> he starts scorched you earth. Silly I love muppet. when fighters do that. <laughs> to absolutely monster your <laughs> That's awesome. So, <laughs> who would you say had the better roast, Paul Felder or Darren Till? Darren Till, man. Yeah. Darren I agree. Till, I think Paul Felder's He's is just good so because... like just naturally like funny. It's hilarious. Yeah, I and think Paul can... Felder's is good though because he's, he's he is slightly right. But I love Bilal as much as the next I think, guy. I think Paul, <laughs> Paul, Paul Felder dude was tell Paul Muhammad, but like he he's like, I'm tired of seeing your tweets. He literally said that without saying. He's like, I'm tired of seeing your tweets on the screen. It was like that was like the opportunity, the golden opportunity. Like, all right, I gotta say something now. Yeah. But um, Bilal picked Masvidal, dude. That was a that wasn't a smart pick over Colby. No, no, no. Yeah. He's one of those people. <laughs> no. But, yeah, I mean, 10-8 round for uh, Felder, 10-8 round for Darren Till. Mm-hmm. And, honestly, the cameras and all the technical difficulties really put a 10-8 round on us today. <laughs> so, I think with that, I think, you know, we'll call it. You know, there's not much to talk about. Like I said last week, we were going to have an hour of dead air, but Till oh, did um, text me. Oh, here, if you wanna, go. Yeah, if you want to hit on one, because I saw this, too, on uh, the MMA subreddit, one last topic. It's, it's super, like, you know, brief and whatnot. 
Um, it was Arnold Allen, I believe. He was asked about the best. He was, I think he was asked. Oh, was he the best a, British yeah, MMA fighter? Yeah. yeah. With Leon I will say this: the only reason why I didn't put that in is because I thought he was right, and you can't argue yeah. it. Like I think, like I was just curious. I, wanted, I think Arnold is the only person who's in the conversation. I don't think he's there yet because Leon's Leon's elite, dude. Like he's the, already man. If Leon becomes champion. If Leon really is the one that's gonna. He could. I think that he has a better chance than most because I think Usman, if he gets too comfortable striking with him, that can be very bad against Leon Edwards. Yeah. But if he wrestles him like he should, it's an easy win. Mm-hmm. Well, not easy because no wins are easy. And I like Leon Edwards. And Leon has the striking that could definitely take him out. But it's a matter of can he actually do it. And obviously Usman is a tall task for anybody. So Except Canelo. <laughs> except Canelo. Yep. But yeah, I mean, with that, like I said, they octagon and octagon and cage aside, except for Canelo. <laughs> That's true. That's true. But I will say this: I mean, like I said, the technology gave us a ten a ten eight round against us today. But uh, <laughs> with that, I mean, like I said, we were gonna have a whole hour of us just being silent, completely silent. Tiz told me that that might not be a good idea. We should scroll through Reddit instead. I was like, I don't know, man. I think we should stay silent. But I mean, hey. If you guys enjoy it, we're going to do it this way from now on. Yeah, I think comment, we honestly Comment down below. Series. You'd rather just you know, shut up or, you know, if you want some... And more like dead week, uh, dead weeks like this, you know, bye week per se. I, I think so, I think sometimes you sound so stupid that I think that we should be <laughs> completely silent. And then yes, also last week myself, like I should have just probably stopped talking after I like completely lost my train of thought on the prelims. Like yeah. once I was like, yeah, I don't know what I'm going to say. I should have just been like... <laughs> but anyway... Yeah, no, I honestly, like, in real talk, like, I think this could be, like, a whole series, like, if we just yeah, do I'm it every so this. often. It's definitely an interesting thing. To yeah, just that's what I was right. getting at, like, um, you know, when there's no, when there's no fights and stuff going on, like, you guys enjoy this, you want to, uh, you want to see more, let us know, like, yeah, definitely video, let us know. leave a comment, and we will be more than happy to, because the... Reddit in general is just like it's an interesting can, place. Exactly, dude. I just get I can get lost in there. I love I love like looking at some of the like the public freak out ones and stuff. <laughs> I'm interested in seeing the crazy stuff yeah, on Reddit. Uh, but yeah, I mean, we'll definitely be back with that the next break that we have. Or I mean, honestly, one of the weeks coming, I think, is like the main event is Jessica Andrade versus Amanda Lemos, which I'm excited for because I like Andrade. But compared to the events that we've been getting oh, yeah. recently. That's like a, that's like the hangover. Card. Yeah. So if that if that event ends up stinking a little bit, maybe we'll, we'll scroll through some <laughs> a little bit. Find <laughs> but, some time, you know. Nah, yeah, we'll we'll see what happens there, and we'll see what happens this weekend. We'll talk about it on Friday on the sports book. I can't wait to get into that. Mega pay per view, man. Oh yeah, Let's that's always it. fun. It's fun without just thinking of the betting stuff, and this just makes it like that much more exciting because then you got some money on the line. Exactly, breaking but, it down from. DFS, betting, and of course, just the fighting perspective in general. Yeah. This Friday, big, uh, big episode. It. And then obviously Monday, the recap, even uh, even bigger episode of the... Her Who knows what we'll be talking about Seriously, on Monday. Seriously, dude. But that's the, that's the beauty of it. We just get to debate and think about it until we see the fights, and then it's history. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and with that, this podcast is officially history. Peace. <laughs>